You are now listening to a Fit Plus Love production. Hello and happy Monday. Welcome to Monday Moves. If you follow me on Instagram, then you know. I did the Miami Half Marathon yesterday, and while I had a great time, it wasn't easy. Mostly because I miscalculated the heat and humidity. However, it was a great way to kick off 2023. And yes, I will be signing up for the Miami Half Marathon in 2024. This was the 21st year of this iconic marathon and half marathon. If you want to know more about the race, check out episode 208, with Frankie Ruiz, co-creator of the Lifetime Miami Marathon and chief running officer at Lifetime, as well as City of Miami's chief wellness officer. After every race, I do a race debrief and go over what was good, what was bad, how I can improve, and highlight a few takeaways from the race. I usually upload this to my Training Peaks app, but today I'm sharing it with you. And I'll also add it to Training Peaks. Before we dive in, shout out to our sponsor at Eden's. Targeting metabolic and immune health, Eden's is a next-generation 3-to-1 symbiotic blend of prebiotic fibers, probiotics, and plant-based polyphenols. I recently added Eden's to my daily health routine. It's scientifically proven to improve your gut microbiome and everything that goes with it. In just one delicious daily scoop, you will support healthy blood sugar, strengthen immunity, increase bowel regularity, maintain healthy cholesterol levels, control your appetite, and nourish good gut bacteria. Created by leading scientists from Stanford, Harvard, and Tufts, Eden's is supercharged with 11.2 grams of prebiotic dietary fiber, with a precise ratio of soluble to insoluble fibers, 750 milligrams of plant-based polyphenols, and 12.5 billion CFUs of probiotics. Eden's uses the highest quality all-natural ingredients from the earth. No preservatives, non-GMO, plant-based, no artificial sweeteners, keto-friendly, free from nuts, soy, and dairy. When your gut flora is wilting, you feel the effect everywhere from poor digestion to sugar crashes and brain fog. Eden's is offering Marnie on the Move listeners 30% off with the code MARNIE30. Head over to their website, edensguthealth.com. Again, that's edensguthealth.com. Use the code MARNIE30 for 30% off. Now, back to our conversation. As you know, so many elements go into race day and having a great experience It's so much more than physical training, right? It's sleep, stress, nutrition, hydration, weather, and what you're wearing on race day, of course. It's super important to test and train all of these things ahead of time as part of your training. So back in November, I started training for the Miami Half. I've been focusing on running primarily, building in strength and doing some swims, cycling, but mainly running. All right, let's debrief the race. The race started at 6.30, although it said it was going to start at 6.15. I woke up at 3.30 and got there at 5.15 when the corrals opened. I absolutely could have slept until 4 a.m. 
I can never fall asleep the night before a race, so I don't even bother stressing about it anymore. I typically focus on sleep the week leading into the race and then two nights before the race and then the night after the race for full recovery. So on Sunday night, I slept eight and a half hours and two nights ago, I slept seven hours. My optimal sleep is eight hours. So I was in good shape even though I only got probably five hours the night before the race of five hours of sleep the night before the race. I also have to say that I nailed my breakfast. I had a slice of gluten-free toast with dairy-free olive oil butter. There's absolutely no nutrition in that breakfast, and I am completely clear on that. However, for me, it's perfect. All I really need is some carbs to get some quick energy and get out on the run, because during the run, I'm going to be using nutrition anyway. I also had half a banana and a cup of coffee. Here's the thing. I've been eating steel-cut oats forever as my go-to race breakfast, but I would have GI issues throughout the race. So I finally listened to one of my podcast guests and tried something else, toast, and it works. I need to keep it simple, no fiber, and keep it simple. I got to my corral at 5.15 and I spent the time drinking water, talking to runners. There's a great community at this race. Lots of people are excited to talk about their goals, where they come from, and I love that kind of stuff. I did one last bathroom stop and then I just got into my zone. I relaxed and yeah, again, I could have come later. I could have slept later, but it's all good. The big takeaway here is I can sleep later I don't need as much time to get up in the morning. Also, no fiber, just carbs and fat for my pre-race breakfast. And a banana is also okay. Let's talk about the run. It started out great. I took it easy. I knew there were going to be some small inclines, 3 or 4% as we got towards the MacArthur Causeway. I also knew there was an incredible headwind that morning and I had rode in that headwind on a city bike the day before, which was slightly torturous, to get to the expo to pick up my race number and pack it. I wanted to be smart about this race, and I really wanted to negative split. So I thought I would take it easy the first five or six miles, and then when I had more energy and I felt like I was in a good zone and I had a good pace, I would speed it up if I felt like that was good. And I was all about being smart, which was great. But Then I decided around, I don't know, mile one, that I saw it was going to be hot. I thought it might be getting a little humid. I decided maybe I should try this chewable salt tablet, which I have never used before, just to be clear. So I took it. I thought I knew the brand. I knew their products. I've taken it before. I would be fine. At this point, I told myself, if I could get to mile six and didn't feel okay, that I could stop, take an Uber, and leave the race, which I knew I would never do. I got to mile six and started to feel better by some miracle of the universe. I felt like I was moving really slow, but at least I was moving. And it was good to take a salt tablet. I just should have probably tried it before race day and this particular kind of salt tablet. My takeaway here is do not, under any circumstances, try something new on race day. No matter how tempting it is, how confident you are, don't do it. And I know as athletes, we all know this, but I don't know what happens. Suddenly, you just have no brain and you do crazy things on race day. 
Anyway, I finally started feeling good by mile seven, but it was also starting to feel really humid, even more than before. I took it easy, kept moving forward by mile nine. I did take another salt tablet, but I took a salt tablet from a company that I knew and that I had taken before. And I probably should have taken that in the first place. But anyway, hindsight is 2020. I had to make a decision. I knew that I had an issue with the other salt tablet, but it was also going to be really humid and I didn't want to have any kind of leg cramping. So I figured at mile nine, I could take a salt tablet, which would get me through to the end of the race. I did not want to start cramping at mile 11 with two miles or even mile 12 with one mile to go. I took the risk. I knew this product and I had taken it before, so it worked. I will say that my nutrition and chew intake was spot on. I used one chew every 15 minutes. I have been looking at data from Super Sapiens, CGM, and I recently also used January AI and their CGM. And both have been incredibly helpful for me to see my glucose levels and then look at how I'm feeling and which products I'm using that are spiking my glucose and which ones I can use that kind of even it out. And so I came to this conclusion that the chews would be great for me. And instead of taking one every 20 minutes, I took one every 15 minutes, just based upon the data that I was seeing from the continuous glucose monitors. My hydration was equally great. I recently used a NYX biosensor and have done sweat tests when I was in Utah at Ironman World Championships with precision hydration. So I know exactly what I need in terms of how I sweat and how much hydration, sodium, potassium, all the things I'm losing. And so basically I use noon hydration in my water and then I also would alternate between noon and water. And I had an 18 ounce water bottle that I carry with me because I don't always like to stop and get water. So I kind of stop every three miles. Takeaway here, practicing your hydration and nutrition are game-changing for having a really great race. Even better if you follow the plan. Takeaway two, our bodies are always changing. And just because you do one thing one year doesn't mean it's going to work the next year. So you've got to always be testing stuff. And I learned that the hard way, but now I think I've got it. I don't know if it'll work this summer, but as I train for races... I will be always testing out my nutrition and hydration and I will not be taking any products that I have not used during training on race day. Let's talk about the weather now, my favorite topic. Training in cold weather for a hot and humid race is not ideal, but at least I nailed the training. I was super confident that I could do the distance. Takeaway, train the terrain. I always say this, but I really didn't have the opportunity last year as I had to skip so many races. So I wasn't really doing any races in really hot weather. I did do Muscle Man last summer, but I felt like this was a very different event. I generally know, so I generally know how I do in heat and humidity, but Miami feels like there are so many microclimates, like every few blocks. One minute, it's cool. It's 70 degrees. There's not a lot of sun. You're in the clouds. The next minute, you're in like a 25 mile an hour headwind and it's also cool and great. And then the headwind's gone. There's humidity. It's super hot. And then you're in a tailwind, but you don't feel that. So 
I feel like there were so many climates. It's it's really knowing how to train your body to acclimate within those climates and how to get ahead of having cramping or being hot. I stopped at a lot of water stations and poured water on my head and down my back, which I think was so helpful in this race. So my biggest takeaway here is just really train the terrain. The Miami Half Marathon had an awesome vibe. There were great crowds, great volunteers, and all in all, it was super, super fun. I would absolutely recommend it to anyone that wants to get a quick escape to Miami, whether you're coming from the East Coast or wherever you are in the world. It is a very fun race, super well organized, and takes you through all the beautiful scenic areas of Miami and Miami Beach. Let's talk about post-race and coming through the finish line. I finished the race and all the roads were closed. There was no transportation and therefore I had to walk five miles home because the roads were closed. That was not fun and I think next time I will have a better plan. My takeaway here is to know what the finish line is going to be like, understand the road closures and have a way to get out and have an exit strategy, which I did not have. I just assumed I would run through the finish line and get an Uber, but that was not possible because there was also a marathon going on and a lot of the roads were closed for at least another two hours. So I actually did 17.4 miles and that's all right. It's good for me. Just to recap, some key takeaways from my experience at the Miami Half Marathon and Marathon, which I think could benefit anyone listening to this podcast, is get your race morning routine dialed. Don't try something new on race day. Practice your hydration and nutrition while training and nail it. Train the terrain and weather when you can. It's super important. Also, Have a good mantra and mental strategy when things get tough because they always do. And mine was stop thinking, keep moving, just keep going. All right, guys, that is it. That's my recap for the week. Happy Monday and uh, hope you have some good races lined up this winter and spring. Hit me up and let me know what you're training for. Thanks again for tuning in to Monday Moves. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, marnieonthemove1 at gmail.com. And let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out. 